Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Good afternoon. The banks are at it again. This time, ripping off people left, right, and center. These are high street banks. Some of these banks were bailed out by us, the taxpayer, when they blew all their money and, and almost went bust in 2008. Now, they're penalizing their own savers whilst hitting people who borrow from them in credit cards uh, where it hurts. Now, this is, and I'm going to talk about this in a while, but also we'll be talking about uh, how this is causing investors to turn to property, to, to turn to things that will give them a much better return, particularly older investors who may be relying on their savings in their pensions. And pensions, of course, we've had low returns on pensions as well due to artificially high, high, low rates. I'll be looking at Walmart. Uh, they've issued a profit warning. They're in problems and, and they are like a low cost retailer in America. And also be looking at how property transactions in the UK are slowing. Now, UK banks such as NatWest, and I'm with NatWest myself, I've got one of my accounts is with NatWest, have failed to pass on interest rate rises uh, really since around 2021. I've talked about this before, and I took a friend of mine down to the bank who was a retired, she's a pensioner, has a lot of money in the bank. They said, no, we haven't increased rates. That was a few months ago. Well, rates have gone up again uh, about a month ago, and they're still not increasing rates. Uh, so th these are millions of savers. Now, Savers are always already suffering from artificially low rates. They've already uh, been, you know, their, their standard of living has gone down if they're relying on their on their savings. It's great for borrowers and people who are borrowing money and buying property, but it's not so good for savers. And, and these are the unsung people in the UK. Nobody really cares about savers. Uh, so um, th this is what's happening with them. They're not getting the, the interest rate rises so that the banks are saving you know, maybe hundreds of millions of, of pounds by not passing the, these rate rises on. And when I say a rate rise, the Bank of England increase rates uh, that, that, that banks can uh, borrow money at. Um, so, so they can get money at very low rates. I mean, the official lending rate uh, between the banks, 1.25%. But they get money from us, from us, from us, the savers, at you know, almost 0%, which then they can go and lend out. Uh, so they should be passing these interest rates on. Now, what they've done at the same time, they're increasing rates for already expensive credit cards by up to two and a half percent. Now, this is one I, I saw from that West. Uh, I might put a screenshot up of this later, but let me just hold that up there. You can see here that the on on a credit card here, the, the current rate is 15.76. Uh, the new rate will be 18.276. That's two and a half percent higher. And it shows that on a £500 balance, that would cost another pounds per month. Now, people don't have £500 balances on their card. They have, they have £5,000, £10,000, £15,000 on their credit cards, especially when you spread it around the different companies. Uh, so a £10 a month on 500 would be... Uh, a pound a month extra on £500 balance would be £10 a month extra on £5,000. And, you know, if you've got say £10,000, that's 20, 
you know, already just going out of your account because the banks want to charge you a bit more. Um, I remember interest rates on credit cards always been around 16, 17, 18% years ago when I first had cards. When I had cards in the 80s, when rates were high, you know, base rates were 10 and 12%, and, and interest rates on credit cards were about that sort of level. And now that base rates came down almost to zero in 2021, the banks still didn't put their rates down on their credit cards, but now rates are creeping up. They're jacking them up again. And the UK-based lending rate is just 1.25%. So I, I think it's wrong. I think uh, people should speak out against this. And savers should definitely uh, vote with their feet and move their money somewhere where they, they, they feel more welcome uh, because they're leaving millions of savers out of pocket. Um, and, and those savers who are sitting on money in banks like NatWest earning almost zero, uh, like, you know, 0 0.0 of a percent of a of one percent you know this is the sort of crappy rates they're paying now if they if they're they're suffering that that sort of rate they're also having the double whammy of inflation because they're losing 9.4 percent almost 10 percent on their money every year so you've got a hundred thousand sitting in the bank uh, it will only buy ninety thousand pounds worth of goods and services that you can buy today in a year's time and, and that means last year you've lost money as well so the compound in effect of uh, of that will mean that your va the value of your money is going to halve in seven years time assuming inflation stayed at, at a similar rate and this is why a lot of people are in effect being forced into becoming buy to let investors they're, they're almost being forced into property uh, against their will almost they don't want to be a landlord they don't want to have to deal with uh, you know leaking showers and toilets that don't work and all these sorts of things and fixing washing machines they don't want to do that but they need a better return on their money and this is particularly bad for for people who are retired and perhaps get low pensions uh you know final salary pension schemes for for most private sector private sector workers have gone they've gone years ago only the government workers like the railway workers who are on strike today uh, they get final salary pension schemes nurses civil servants MPs, police, firemen, they all get final salary pension schemes paid for by us, the taxpayer. But the rest of workers and, and, and people working for private companies don't. They get a money purchase pension scheme, which can go up and down with, with the markets and depends on what you've got in your fund as to what annuity that will buy. Well, annuity rates, which gives you the pension at the end, are low. So a lot of pensions are suffering and they're finding they're not able to live on their pension. So they either carry on working or... Some of them are withdrawing their pension funds and then putting it into property. It's quite a risky strategy. Uh, I, I go to seminars and I see people saying, yes, you can pull out your pension fund, put it into a SAS, put it into a SIP, buy properties, lend it out to people. You know, great, you can earn more money on that, on that, but it's, it's a highly risky uh, venture, uh, particularly when I see people asking for bridging money, bridging finance, short-term money, uh, up to the hundred percent of the value of the property on a development, <laughs> so you're you're being asked to to fund the development up to a hundred percent of the purchase price. Right, the value might be a bit higher, but what if that development goes wrong? What if they don't finish it? What if they run out of money? What if the materials go up and they run out of money? What if the market changes? They can't sell it. You know, they won't be able to pay the the, the investor, that the person who's put their money in from their pension scheme, from their SAS scheme, will not be able to pay it. Uh, and, and I see some hugely risky 
loans been made uh, to people that, you know, want, obviously it's nice, do you think uh, 1% return per month on your money is, is a great return, but it's not a great return if you lose all that money. So my advice is for, to people to be careful uh, with, with, with all of this uh, lending and think twice before you pull out your pension, depending on the type of pension scheme you're in, particularly if you've got a final salary guaranteed pension. A lot of people are pulling those out and putting it into SASs and then you know, investing in property. Now, while property is going up, that's great. They think, well, I'm, aren't I really clever? I've invested in property and I've made money. Well, yeah, but everybody invested in property in the last few years has made money. You don't have to be a, a financial genius to do that. But if the market changes, and I think it will, then you're, you're going to see what happens when you know the, the tide goes out and you'll see who's wearing the right pants or not. So just just be careful with that. But I, I, I've certainly seen, I'm just going back to these, these, these seminars that I've been to, I've certainly seen people cavalierly give out advice to pull out money from their pension schemes. Now, you can't just pull it out. You've got to get professional advice but there are a lot of people setting themselves up as advisors specifically to pull people's money out of pensions and put it into the SAS schemes. SAS is a self-employed uh, self-administered uh, pension scheme that you can administer yourself and you can use that money to lend out to others for commercial properties for instance. So just be careful with that I, I do see some funny advice and I'm, I'm a former financial advisor so I know how the industry looks at this I know that the industry frowns on uh, pension transfers and uh, they're very they they make you pay advisors a lot of money to to test it to see if it's the right thing to do now in many cases it might be the right thing to do um, if if your final salary scheme is going to be a tiny pension and they'll give you a huge lump sum now then maybe it's the right thing to do but you've got to take professional and independent advice on on that so savers should move with their feet but as I said People are moving their money into buy-to-let because, I mean, like I, I, I run an estate agency, open house. We're advertising auction deals at the moment on properties up north from £30,000. I've got one at the moment, a shop plus a two-bed flat above in the northeast, £30,000 opening bid price. Now, you're probably not going to get it for 30000 You might have to pay 33, 34, 35. There will be some fees to pay. But even if you've got that property for forty grand, £40,000, you could surely let us shop out to a takeaway or to an accountant or a bookkeeper uh, with a flat above. Um, surely you can get five or six hundred a month for that shop. And that's a that's a pretty good return. You know, if you get you know five thousand uh, pounds a year rent from a property that you've only paid in total, even with doing it up, 40,000 pounds, you know, that that's a pretty good rate. Right. That's a that's a very good yield. Uh, four thousand a year would be ten percent, so it's over ten percent. You're looking at more or less more or less getting towards twelve percent yield on that money, compared with the bank where you're getting less than one percent yield or, or return on your money, and you're getting growth. So a lot of older customers are saying, "Well, look, I might as well become a buy to let investor, get the property fully managed." And the North has proved popular because of the higher yield. If you're interested in income, you're not going to get it by investing on. Uh, London buy to lets you're going to get very low yields of two and three percent. Up north, uh, you can get ten to fifteen percent yield or return on your money. And their prices have gone up a lot in the north, but there's still good deals out there. Um, the government's been putting money into the northeast, so 
it's not a desolate area that it used to be. This leveling up money is starting to make an impact on the north. There's new industries coming in to replace the old things like shipbuilding and steel. So I, I'm confident in the north and I'll, I'll certainly be looking at that, that my, myself. Um, now, getting back to the banks, it's, it's not only difficult for, for some of the old people who don't want to move their money. You know, they say, oh, I can't be bothered. Now the banks are closing branches. It's even more difficult because they don't do online banking. They might have to get two buses to get to the, the nearest branch or a taxi. Uh, so the, the banks are closing down hundreds, if not thousands of branches. And I think eventually the, the, they'll just wipe out all the branches in the high street. And if you look at some of the, I'll put up a photo later of a, of a bank branch that I, I was looking at in Loughton, which is the home of Only Way is Essex. And they've got a huge Barclays branch there. And it goes right back. Uh, and it's got, I think, two or three stories above the, the bank. And it's a double or treble fronted shop. And it's next to a line of sort of restaurants and pubs along there. So that's ripe for development, isn't it? You can put easily maybe 10 flats above, even with the existing structure, because it's a nice old building, and then put shops or uh, a restaurant, wine bar type of thing downstairs easily in, in that street, because the high street's becoming more of an entertainment place, lots of restaurants, takeaways, that sort of thing. Um, and, and that's the way I can see things going. We're, people have been forced out of cash, this kind of cash reset get rid of cash and put us all on digital currencies that's happening against people's wills so with the banks closing branches it's very difficult for people to even go in and talk to the banks anymore ringing them is a joke i mean have you tried ringing your bank recently waiting and waiting and getting through to some head office sometimes in a different country uh giving out all this in, you know you have to answer 20 questions before you can get any information from them and and then you know, they put you on on hold again. They move you around. It's terrible. It's awful. You just cannot go into a branch anymore. So that's my little rant against banks today. Uh, but I, I can understand there why people are moving their money into to property. Now, just want to talk about another thing before I talk about property anymore. Is Walmart Walmart in in America? This is the biggest, I think, biggest biggest physical retailer in the world. Uh, have issued a profit warning that their, their profits are down in the last, uh, will be down in this quarter uh, due to customers not spending so much money, customers not coming in the door. And this is a low uh, cost retailer, you know, Walmart in America. Um, I've been in there. I like their stores, actually. It's full of stuff. <clears throat> it's like a giant big, you know, pound land on steroids. It's a great, great store, food and everything. Um, but they're, if they're suffering, then... What, what hope has anybody got? You know, Walmart, the biggest retailer, the cleverest, smartest retailer, uh, they're suffering. Uh, we, we're also seeing subscriptions to Netflix and all sorts of TV subscriptions fall because people are trying to save money. Don't blame them. Uh, and, and we're seeing that the IMF, um, International Monetary Fund, or is it Mafia Fund? I don't know. Um, who are not, they're not an official government organization, by the way, but you know, they've called on central banks to raise interest rate further and drive us all into recession because they don't care, do they? They've also cut the UK growth rate forecast for 2023, not this year, 2023. I don't care what the IMF say. Britain will grow in 2023. We're, we're, we're doing well against other countries right now. I don't really care what they say. Another thing I do care about is, is official data on property. Property transaction data, according to HMRC, is falling dramatically. That's the number of transactions going through. Now, you may recall in the last few weeks, I've been talking about property prices going up according to 
to, to lenders' figures like the Halifax. Yes, they have gone up in May and June um, because these these are lending figures. Um, but on based on completions, which is the the official figures that you, you collect on completions, the, the actual properties sold and completed, these are what I'm talking about here with the HMRC or land registry. Now, based on transaction, this is the amount of transactions going through, figures have fallen quite dramatically uh, in the last few months. Provisionally non-seasonally adjusted estimate of UK residential transactions in June 22 is 96,290 transactions. That is 55% lower than June 2021. Now, I know in June 21, we had this massive uh, peak, but it's still 3% lower than May 22. And then they talk about non-residential tra transactions. That's 24% lower than 2021 and 9.5% lower than May. Uh, proposed seasonally adjusted transactions for the estimates of UK residential transactions in June 22. Yeah, 90, that's the same figure. Um, okay, so what we're seeing is a slowdown in the market. And I think that uh, will have, have an effect on, on prices uh, if, if things do start slowing down. But if things start slowing down, that can be very good news for, for property investors. But just, just keep an eye on that. Things uh, are starting to, to, to slow down. Meanwhile, interest rates have gone up. Of course, we know that. But mortgage rates have gone up as well. And if you think about um, uh, mortgage rates, uh, you know, people don't really look at them until they come to, to get a mortgage. But you know, the, the days of a 1% fixed rate mortgage are, are, are just gone now. And I don't think they're coming back soon. We're looking at more like 3%, 300% more um, certainly in the late twos, but that's still quite a good rate compared to what I end up remember paying 16% on my mortgage, my first mortgage. And certainly we would have thought 10 and 12% was quite a good deal. But, you know, if rates have gone up by, say, 2%, that means on a, on a £200,000 mortgage, 2% extra interest is around £4,000 a year or uh, about £333 a month. That's quite a lot of money, isn't it? Um, on a £250,000 loan, which is not uncommon nowadays, I tell you, um, it's an extra 5000 a year. Five grand a year extra on your mortgage because interest rates have gone up. That's over 400 a month. So that, that's significant. And the lender takes that into account when working out your affordability and then will adjust the loan accordingly because they're not going to give you the same amount of money if, you, if the, the, the cost is going to be higher in your pocket. They used to in the old days, they don't now. So that, that means that they'll adjust the loan downwards. They'll say, well, based on the new interest rate, this is how much we're going to give you. Now you can not have 250,000, you can have 220,000. So what is it? That's just a guess, guesstimate, by the way. So what does the, the borrower do? They say, well, I, I either need to get more deposit from the bank of mum and dad. Maybe they can um, get, get one of those lifetime mortgages out of their property and give me more money. Uh, or they, they pay less for the property. Now, I think we're going to be looking at less for the property, aren't we? We're going to be looking at going back to the vendor and saying, I can't get that amount of money or I can't offer on that. Plus, lenders are down valuing properties more often now. So just watch out for that. that. That will affect things in the long run. However, all of this is maybe bad news for sellers. Not good, not bad news, not such bad news for buyers. Buyers may be able to pick up 
uh, prop price, property at better prices. Maybe it's going to become more of a, a buyer's market than a seller's market. And certainly for investors, there will be more opportunities out there in the coming years, I believe, because I think up to now, the last couple of years have been crazy with properties. You know, people getting 40 applicants to buy one property at well over the asking price. I think those that's going to stop. I, I really do. Um, but that's not such a bad thing. It's just inflating everything, really. So um, I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing myself, but let's see what happens. If you want to know more about how you can take advantage of these property opportunities, then why not join one of the, 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 the free webinars that I'm putting up here. I'm, I'm going to uh, put up on the page soon. It's a free webinar called Property Beginner's Secrets. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a webinar designed to give, give people that don't know much about property the, the initial insight into how to invest in property, providing you with the tools to successfully invest in, in buy-to-let properties or other types of, of deals, not just buy-to-let, or just learn how to find a better deal for yourself to go and live in. Uh, so it's a free uh, seminar. It's actually on tonight at 7 p.m. Um, so, so do click on the link there. Now, even if you don't see this until maybe later on or tomorrow, still click on the link anyway, because they'll put you onto the next uh, the next webinar uh, available. So it's a really good webinar. I, I've seen it several times myself. You'll always learn something. I learned something, even though I've been in the business for years. Uh, so, so do check that out. And, uh, and, and they'll give you lots of insights and lots of secrets and how to get into to property. I'm recommending it to all my friends. Uh, just, just don't overthink it. Just click on the link, do it, and, and you'll learn something. And maybe you can get a better return on your money. Now, bear in mind, property does carry risks. It's not the same as having your money in the bank. You know, you're, the value of your money can go up or down and all that sort of stuff. So I'm not advising people to do this, but I'm just saying what is happening out there in the market. Then a lot of people move their money into property, a lot of pension funds uh, money going into property, a lot of uh, people pulling money out of their residential properties to give to their children and grandchildren to put into property. So this is one of the reasons why things are going up. But I think in the long run, even though prices might come down in the long run property is a great investment uh, you can still get leverage to buy property you can use other people's money such as banks to buy property which you can't do with crypto you can't do when you're going going to buy the stock market no this is you know you can still get money from banks at, at quite low rates three percent to buy property and make money for yourself and your family in, in the future always get advice when you you invest uh, but for me, it's been a great investment uh, over over the, the, the decades. OK, thanks for listening and have a, have a great day, great evening where you are. Do check out that webinar. It's tonight, 7 p.m. If you miss it, then click on the link anyway and you'll be taken to the next available spot. Thanks a lot. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 